uh, special consideration. So I just want to state that for the record. Councilman Rahan. Thank you. Before I start, I think I should make a motion to extend to yes. 1130. Um, so I will second that motion. I want to add a pro pro some provisos to that with respect to continuing the other items because we're not going to get to them. Um, to continue item 34, um, 35, 36, and 38 um, as, as part of that motion. And then um, uh, what, what, what should we extend to? 11.15, 11.30? I was suggesting 11.30. We don't have to go to 11.30, but you know, then we don't have to keep- Why don't we not continue item 34 and see if we can get to that before we adjourn? Um, 34 is, sorry, I'm immersed in this one. Identifying the referrals, it's not gonna take that oh, long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. So, so I, I will second the motion um, to extend to 11.30. And as part of the motion, we will be continuing items 35, 36, and 38 to the um, November 9th city council meeting. Thank you for reading my mind. That was the motion I was making. Okay, so uh, procedural motion, clerk, please call the roll. Member Kisarwani. Yes. Kaplan. Yes. Bartlett. Yes. Harrison. Yes. <clears throat> Did you not hear? Councilmember Rahan. Yes. yes. I'm sorry, I didn't hear my name called. Wangraff. Yes. Robinson. Yes. Uh, Drosty. Yes. And Mayor Arie. Yes. Okay. Motion carries. Councilor Hahn. Okay, thank you very much. So I don't think we're too far apart here, but um, I feel very strongly that there are some things, that, there's a lot in the law and there's a lot in the handbook. And I don't think any of us, I don't think planning, I don't, and certainly not those of us here on the dais um, can divine uh, the legal analysis of what we might be able to do. Um, and I'm not gonna talk about the H overlay because this is about fire zones three and two. This is not about hills. This is about fire and public safety. So I'm gonna say fire zones and when I say that, I mean fire zones two and three, okay? It is not, I do not feel that we have before us the kind of certainty that we need around what is legally feasible for us to do to protect and, and support fire safety in those fire zones at this moment. And so, I am going to propose an alternative motion that is, I think, almost the same in many respects, but is different in that it does not include passing standards for fire zones two and three at this if I can interject, I, I think for purposes of the zoning ordinance, it's important to, I mean, ask Mr. Klein or the city attorney, I think it's important to, um, to specify the district, correct? Um, 
Well, I, I think this would- That's where the standards apply, but I, I guess unless we're doing an overlay or something, but I'm just trying to, I wanna get clarity on that. I do see your point being specific about fire zones two and three, because those are our fire districts. Exactly, is and this is about public safety. Right? Okay. And so- um, well, we if we could just refer it, and they can come back to us and tell us. Um, yeah, if it if it needs to be the H overlay, it's almost the same. But I'm going to refer to it as the fire because that's the basis for the differentiation that I think we need to look into. It's not because it's hills. We could have hills that didn't have a fire issue. It's about safety and public safety. Um, and again, Mayor, uh, your point to your point. Um, if staff comes back and says, well, uh, it's better to use H overlay as a proxy for fire safety, that's fine. But I really wanna make it clear that these comments are about fire safety. So um, I have nine points and I will try to put them out um, as clearly as possible. So the first would be that we delineate all non-zone three and two, fire zone three and two areas, or if we need to use H overlay, use that, as the areas where we are going to set at this time rules, local rules related to ADUs. And we are gonna leave fire zones two and three to the default state regs at this time. So we would designate the area where we are allowing more than the state laws to be everything other than two, fire zone two, three, H overlay, whatever you wanna call it. We would then, so, so it wouldn't be that, that, that the uh, H slash fire zone two, three areas have no rules. They would continue to operate under the state rules. Okay. Then I would refer to the city attorney, not the city manager, to the city attorney who obviously will work with planning, but to the city attorney to develop a set, a separate ordinance relating only to the H slash zones two and three area with specific findings around our public safety needs and concerns and what, and, and let them tell us what they think is um, legally defensible for us to propose. Now remember, we're proposing it to H to the state. They have to approve it. So our first argument is with them. But I think we need to give our legal staff the opportunity to, to analyze this themselves, to come back with a separate set of rules and a separate ordinance for this other area that we can work with and working with it will not slow down application of what we wanna do in the rest of the city. So bifurcate, is that? 
clear? That's part one. Bifurcate, refer, uh, refer the um, non-fire zone two and three areas uh, for planning staff to come back with an ordinance in two weeks or whenever it is that they have it ready for us to go ahead and approve and refer to legal to work on a separate ordinance for the fire areas that they will bring back separately. That's number one. Number two is I would like to try and respect the elements that are most important. We have several council members who represent areas that are not fire areas and they both have elements that they really want, they feel are very important for their constituents. Councilmember Kesserwani is very committed to the 20 foot height by right because it really responds to a circumstance in her district that she feels is important. Councilmember Harrison feels very strongly that if we're going to go to 20 feet and we're going to add those kind of impacts where you have a second story and you can look into someone's backyard, if you're one story, you usually can't do that. There's often a fence. But if you're two stories, you, you could be di directly looking into someone's yard. Um, and she asks that we not put mechanical equipment or anything into that setback. She has talked about access, and I think that's an important point, but I wanna bring up a couple of other points. Right now, usually the usual pattern is that two structures or homes, whether they're duplexes or whatever, they're next to each other. They're very, it's very unusual for them to be offset for one to look into the other's front yard and the other to look in the other's backyard. They're usually side by side. So when you have equipment and motors that hum and um, things like that, they're in between two buildings. But when you have that kind of equipment in a setback and you are against somebody's yard, what you're doing is you're putting all that humming and that visual stuff essentially in your neighbor's backyard. Because not everybody has a fence and not everybody wants a fence and not every fence is opaque. It's just, I think, more neighborly if we're going to be allowing fairly large structures in backyards that you may not like that equipment in your yard, but maybe it's better not to put it in your neighbor's yard, essentially. It's not physically in their yard, but it is it's your back, it's their front. So I, I'm just trying to make a case here that there are a number of reasons why it would be good to just not put things in those four foot setbacks. The purpose of zoning is not to maximize what you can do on your parcel. It's so that we're respectful of each other, of our neighbors and of our community when we bring things in. So. The second element for me is 20 foot by right. And again, we're only talking about non-zone two and fire zone two and three areas and a four foot setback without um, allowance for anything to go into that setback. 
The third element is the roof decks. I think we should simply say no to them um, at this time. Remember, we can always come back and we could add them in later. But if you're in a second story and you're looking over your neighbor's yard, you're not gonna spend all your time gazing out the window. You have lots of walls and you have art and you're inside. You know what I mean? You're in an enclosed box and unless you're very unusual, you're not gonna choose to sit at that window and gaze 24 seven at your neighbors in their backyard. But a roof deck doesn't have that containment. And, I, it, and now we're talking about it being either a second or third story essentially. And I think um, it would be more respectful for us to not allow them um, at all. Um, so, that is uh, my third piece of this. Um, the fourth is just, I wanted to make sure that the three foot issue had been clarified and that we could drop it entirely. Councilmember Kesserwani, your motion didn't address the three foot issue, did it? It does yeah. because my proposal addresses it by deleting the language uh, that defines attached and detached. So I'd like to ask staff, my understanding, and I spoke with them this morning and I had the same question. I said, this is really weird the way you've done this. It's not a development standard, you've defined it. Why did you define it? And I think it's better if um, staff responds to that. It made sense to me. Um, but I'd rather have them explain it. The state ADU law has different regulations for attached and detached, and it primarily applies to the fees for utilities and also for the size of ADUs. Unfortunately, state law has no definition for attached and detached. We were getting many questions from our applicants. Instead of pointing them to a different section of the BMP, B, BMC, we just took that section we copied it and we put it into the ADU ordinance to make it clear to residents how we were going to define their ADU. We weren't saying you couldn't be within three feet. We are saying if you were in three feet, you would be considered attached and you would be subject to the state's rules for attached. And that essentially means the utility fees would be calculated in a different way. And is that the only impact or effect does it also mean it can only be bigger or smaller or it has to have different um, building code standards or anything? Building code standards will, you know, will apply, you know, they, they actually are triggered at three feet as well, which is why the BMC has that whether regulation. We, whether we specified it or not. Whether we specified it or not. Same thing with the solar regulations. All the other regulations apply whether or not we call it attached or detached. It was just a clarification that state law was missing. We thought it would make it clearer for applicants, but there's been, there been so many questions about this that you know maybe it's just best to, you know, whatever you all decide is, it will work. Okay. If it, and just to add, Aileen, sure. um, for attached ADUs, the natural gas prohibition would not apply. And for detached ADUs, the natural gas prohibition would apply. That's just the additional factor. Okay. 
it sounds like it doesn't change reality. It just explains reality. Is that correct? That even if we took the language out, it would everything that you're talking about would still operate. Yes. There's nothing that it adds. You're just putting it in to let people know. Is that correct? Yes, it was just a clarification. So I guess um, I guess I would leave that up to staff. If they feel that on balance it clarifies, then I would ask that it be left. And if they feel that on balance it doesn't, I would be fine removing it. Um, so, uh, Councilmember Kesserwani, I I would love to get your vote on this. So. Um, I'm going to just ask you, and I know I might not, but I do want to ask if this three foot issue is a big deal to you if I include, if I were to leave it open in my motion. Uh, I appreciate your, your, your outreach. I still stand by my proposal for the flats, but I, I actually want to amend my motion, uh, but I'll do that after, after you complete your comments. And I, I think there are people ahead of me in the queue. Okay. Well, um, I will just say that on the three foot issue, my motion has whatever council member Kesserwani's motion has. <laughs> Amended or not. <laughs> so my fifth point is um, something that we haven't really talked about. Um, council member Kesserwani wanted to explicitly um, exclude any design standards being applied. And council member Harrison had wanted to explicitly say if there are design standards that are adopted in general, they will apply to ADUs. And what I would like to suggest and what I would like to have in my motion is that we stay silent, that we take neither Council Member Kesserwani nor Council Member Harrison's um, proposals on that because in fact, we don't have design standards, not objective design standards written down for um, uh, these districts. And when we, when we make those standards, we can decide if they're gonna apply just to the main buildings or to the main buildings and the ADUs, et cetera. In other words, I just feel like we don't need to make a statement on that point at this time. So my motion includes neither the Kesserwani nor the Harrison um, proposal and it just, we remain silent and we deal with that at a later date. Number six is um, that we would ask staff to come back with um, a way for us to include a noticing, whether it is as, as suggested by a council member Robinson, whether we are able to get the applicant to do it or whether it is something that staff does that that be brought back whatever we can do is would be brought back to, to most fulfill the intent of council member Robinson's comments. The seventh is that I would love if your report back to us included links to what other jurisdictions that mm -hmm. pass things in particular, if you can find some that have mixed topography like us um, or that are in fire zones um, like Oakland, e even what they're considering, it would be really helpful, I think, for us to be able to take a look at those. Eighth is um, 
for you to um, consider uh, bringing in an AUP process for ADUs that might exceed standards for ministerial review, but might still be allowed through a use permit process, whether it's an AUP or a use permit. But I would want clear, I would want specific findings to go along with that. I mean, if it's like you can exceed standards in any and every way with a use permit, we would have to have findings uh -huh. or, or you would have to propose exceeding, but with still with caps. So um, that that is something that was brought up, I think, by Council Member Wengraff as a way to deal with um, highly unusual situations. And perhaps it can be worded in that way. You know, lots that are, you know, more than 100%, more than 200% of the average lot in the neighborhood or something like that, whatever it is. Um, I don't think we would want unlimited allowance to exceed, <laughs> but um, some kind of limitation. If that is too big to do right away, you might be able to just come back and tell us, yes, that can be done, but that's another layer. But I did want to um, accept Councilmember Wengraff's um, desire to see if we can do something about that. And the ninth is also to uh, look at this uh, oak tree replacement concept and potentially bring that back as well. That is my motion. Okay, second. <laughs> Thank you. I just am going to ask, uh, does, any, does anybody need any clarification on it? Um, I, yes, I do, because I think I'm a little confused on this AUP piece and how we can say to the staff, try to be narrow or whatever. I was only looking at the AUP for those things where Councilmember Kelsey Wines and my proposal differed, which are the, the decks and the mechanicals. And I think if we make it too broad, that's going to be really hard. I, I just don't see how the staff can even do that. So, so I, I will just, they can do it, but I will just amend slightly and just say that um, I'd like them to uh, clarify what can be done, but not propose it. Um, okay. Particular set of. Yeah. yeah. Just to, to tell us, because there, the handbook, and I had it printed out, the handbook does say that you can do this. Um, and frustratingly, I'm not finding the slip of paper on my desk because I had printed it out. But the handbook does say somewhere that you can um, exceed minute, you can have one set of standards for things that for ministerial approval and you can exceed that through a conditional use process. Ours happens to be called um, a use permit process, but other cities call it a conditional use permit process. But I'm not gonna muddy the water by having that be a part of what you would come back to us with other than to tell us a little bit more about it. Okay. So that's, that's it. All right. Well, we can get clarification before we vote on the substitute. Um, 
I, I, I tried to write down furiously all the different elements and I, I think I followed most of it. Um, we should get clarification on all the motions, the substitute and the main motion before we vote. Um, Councilmember Harrison. Um, yeah, I wanna say that we do have AUPs. Um, an AUP process is required under state law to approve certain applications that conform to all of our objective standards. There's a confusion that we're having right now between something being ministerial and whether there's an AUP. I, those, those two things are not in contrast with each other. I personally would rather, this is just me, I'm second to this motion, but I would rather just sort this out at this point about the um, some of these items because I think it's gonna to be too confusing. Um, I also, I do wanna thank Councilmember Hahn for raising something that I didn't have time to speak to before. And that is, this, this is not just about safety for me, this is about neighbors. You're gonna be in the, in the center part of Berkeley in particular, you have a lot of, you know, you have apartment buildings that can have ADUs. Let's not forget ADUs are not just associated with homes anymore. They're not just in single family homes. They are associated with apartment buildings. You're gonna have an apartment building next to a house they're going to be adding potentially an, an ADU with these mechanicals outside and a deck. And I'm just having an issue with how the impact on neighbors of that. And I don't see any reason why we don't just say we're going to maintain this four foot setback that the state found to be an effective amount of land. Um, I like the idea of maybe having an AUP process if there's some reason why it won't work, but if that isn't acceptable, I would like to just say, let's not do that because these are gonna be going up in very dense districts. My district is very dense already. It's probably one of the densest in Berkeley. And we are now gonna be putting more stuff right next to people. I appreciate we won't have windows and I appreciate that we're not looking at, at balconies now or um, sorry, um, what do you call those picture windows, bay windows. But I still feel like there's gonna be things right on top of people. Within four feet is really small. That also includes the front setback. We could have things looming over into the into setbacks in the front that then would impact, in my view, the pedestrian experience and the way the street looks. So I'm very concerned about this issue. And I just don't understand why this has become the big issue of the day. I think most people can find a way to fit the mechanicals in their unit and or some other fashion and not impact their neighbors. So that's why I'm, I'm interested in this. Um, so generally I support this, but I want to just insist like we do with um, so many other things that we think about the impact on the people living right next door to us. There is gonna be an impact from noise and from um, heat, et cetera, from these devices. So, um, but I, I thank Councilmember Hahn for that and I have seconded the motion. So I think we should move on. Um, I. I guess because people in queue, we can't call for a vote, but I would note it's 11.15. So <laughs> I can't call for a vote at this moment. Is that right? Because there are people in the queue? Call the question, but Councilman Kesawani said she said she wanted to amend her motion. So okay. she gave her the opportunity to do so. Okay. Yes. I'll just say that let, if, if these can be the last three speakers, and then we'll clarify the motions before we vote in the interest yeah. of time. And I just wanted to say one other thing, and that is just a a theme for me, we often talk about things about being the hills versus the flats. And I think why you're hearing a response to that is there's a whole group of people 
that are not in either of those situations, and many of them are low-income, older tenants. So we tend to say, oh, there's going to be an, an ADU next door. It's going to impact a homeowner. Often not. In, in my district, it's going to affect a tenant who's going to have impacts on their life. And I think Councilmember um, Robinson spoke eloquently about that. We're not just building ADUs in a city that has a huge single-family zone district. We don't have that in Berkeley. We have a mix which is why we're so great. But that does mean it affects tenants, not just homeowners. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I just wanna insist that we not always think of this as being homeowners versus homeowners with ADUs or homeowners versus tenants. This will affect tenants in the center part of Berkeley. Okay, uh, Vice Mayor Drosty. Thank you so much. One thing that I just wanted to clarify that is um, not in the ADU ordinance that I think is very important to mention is the um, relevant uh, 23D24040 specific plan requirement for fire zone three in Panoramic Hill. Um, so under this provision, no permit under this title or parcel um, may be approved to allow the establishment of any new residential unit until the city council has adopted a specific plan in compliance with applicable law that shows requirements related to studying and financing improvements to utilities, public safety and emergency access. So I just wanted to make sure that that is clear to the public um, that we have this special provision. And I think council member Wengraf, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, looking at uh, the certain areas of a fire zone two that maybe could fall under some sort of plan like that. And so that's that's what I'm considering. I couldn't really track the substitute motion. And I just have to say, you know, I there's a lot of new concepts thrown out in the substitute motion um, that, uh, that were not uh, published. And so um, I feel like there's a way to dovetail uh, the, the fire safety risks in the amendments that Councilmember Wengraf put forward that um, Councilmember Keshawani mentioned, and we can pass something I think that everyone can land on. I'm, you know, I am, um, I think the AUP piece is a, is a deal breaker for me. Um, and, you know, I just think that there's a, a way that we can do this where I, I think we can, we're so close that we can get a unanimous vote. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to you, Councilmember Keshawani. Uh, but one thing I did want to state is, um, is uh, uh, one thing I, I wrote it down, please bear with me here, um, that I wanted to, to clarify that um, the ADU, and again, this is another statement that was made tonight, the ADU law allows the construction of detached new construction statewide exemption ADU to be combined on the same lot with a JADU in a single family residential zone. So I just wanted to clarify that. I know there's been, this is confusing to track, um, but I, I wanted to make that clear. And most importantly, talk about fire zone three and the um, provisions around that. Okay, Councilor Kisawani. Uh, thank you very much. So I have written down my modified motion and, and basically, let me, I, I guess I can share screen, right? I think I can, so yep, yeah, okay. Okay, here it is. Hopefully you all can see that. So I wanna bifurcate as council member went, uh, Han had um, suggested. So I just want to propose the recommendations only for outside the Hillside Overlay District. Um, 
Uh, and when I say our, I mean the, the ones that I put forward with uh, council members Bartlett, Taplin and Robinson. And for the Hillside district, I wanna do that as a mayor had initially proposed as a referral to the planning department and the city attorney, council member Wengraf's full list of recommendations from her item. And I've also added what she asked for on the dais, including exploration of an, I believe it was council member Wengraf, you were asking about an attached ADU and JADU, as well as I believe your other issue was the issue of limitations, consideration of ADU limitations where there is one exit route. And then I have council member Robinson's language, which is a little bit more specific to consider um, as part of their application, an applicant will attest to whether the lot on which the proposed ADU or JADU is to be built is occupied by tenants. This is a consideration of this notification system um, that would be a part of the referral to planning department. But I think we would want this uh, for both the outside the Hillside Overlay District and the Hillside Overlay District. So, you know, we can, um, we could call this a referral or uh, a citywide referral here. But that is the motion um, that I'm modifying. Was the seconder, is that acceptable? Yes. Okay, can I offer a friendly amendment to that with respect to paragraph three? And thank you very much for finding a way to merge different concepts so we can try to inch towards consensus. Um, I'd like to respectfully request that we also refer the, the, the H district recommendations, the fire department as well, um, and that we set some time limit and when it can come back to the city council. Um, I don't know what's a reasonable period of time. I heard the city attorney say a month, but I don't know if that's realistic for, for them to come back with their analysis and, and recommendations. Um, I guess I'd like to ask city manager, city attorney, what would be a realistic time frame to come back? Um, I think the city attorney has stated that a month would be reasonable. Um, we will work hard with her to, to produce it within a month or less. Um, but a month, I think I heard is the maximum. Okay. So I, I said, like my friendly members include fire and then to request that that the city manager and city attorney return with it, with their analysis recommendations in a month. Uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, I, I added the fire department here and then I added, is this? Uh... Mayor and council, I just would respectfully ask that when you're speaking of departments that it's to the city manager. City manager, correct. Yes. Okay, let's just say we to, the city, to the city manager. She's our direct report and right. uh, she should we, not, should we not specify this, Madam City Manager? Should I take out the references to these three entities and just say to you? Just to me. And okay. No, no. I think okay. we also need to send to the city attorney as she's a separate charter officer. Okay. Okay. But you, but you, you heard the request, including fire and planning. Okay. And then, so is that friendly amendment acceptable, council member? Uh, yes, it is. I added this goal of returning within a month or less. It right. sounds like staff is comfortable with that. And uh, council member Taplin, are those amendments acceptable to you? Yes. Thank you. Council member Wangra? Yes, thank you. Um, council member Kesswani, 
I, I think um, there's some confusion about the attached ADU and JADU. Okay. Um, uh, that's, that's not what I was addressing, but I don't think we have to be that specific. I think we could, um, we could be broader and just say, including the number of, um, the number of ADUs on a, on a parcel or something like yeah. that. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and be broader. And I also really want to make sure that the, the point of this bifurcation, bifurcation is to explore ways that we can address the life safety issues that are in the hillside overlay zone. So um, I don't see um, you know, a strong reference to that here, but I, I know that all of you um, acknowledge that there are those issues and I appreciate your support uh, for my concern about all of that. I just wanna make sure it's in the motion. Um, I can say this Councilmember Weingart, for the Hillside District in light of the public safety concerns, is that strong enough or- I, I would say you have different words. I would say public has public and safety, safety. Hazards, hazards and life safety concerns. Yes. Okay. Um, it's kind of hard for me to think um, now of all of the things that we might be wanting to look at. So I want to keep this as broad as possible. Okay. So this and and Councilmember Ron got just to remind you, this is listing everything you had referenced in your item in addition to these two other concepts. Yes. Um, yes, and does your motion include rooftop decks or not? So uh, it let's actually specify that. I mean that that can come back in this referral. Uh, uh, your less your recommendation mentioned already prohibiting rooftop decks and balconies. So that is part of this when we reference your right. recommendations and. and, and and her recommendations prohibited it citywide, correct? The Kesarwani recommendation. So my, my, yes, I, my my recommendation, although we're only taking up mine for outside Hillside Overlay District, I also said no rooftop deck right. Uh, by right. Uh, it is allowed with an AUP process, if, if that's feasible. And, and I was told by Mr. Klein, and he can weigh in if he's still on the line, that that was something that could happen with an AUP. Okay, so is that part of the motion? I'm confused. Yeah, so so it's for, for the Hillside Overlay District, we are doing a referral that incorporates your recommendations, um, which states a prohibition on rooftop. I understand that, but for, yeah. for all of the areas outside of the Hillside District, are you recommending um, rooftop decks or no, not? No, no, it's, it's no rooftop deck by right. Okay. So, so we're deleting that. Yes. Okay. I, that's what my uh, proposal is. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, 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 the, and I, I appreciated council member Harrison had first suggested that. And I think it is very reasonable uh, because we were adding, giving people more height. So I think we have to moderate their ability to then have a, a deck on top of that. Right. Point of order. I'm, I'd like to make a motion to spend the rules and extend the meeting to 11 well, are people only go to 11.45 so we can do item 34 as well, the referrals? Sure. 11.45, second. Second. Okay, roll call. 
Councilmember Kesarwani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Uh, yeah. Hahn? Yes. Wengraff? Yes. Robinson? Yeah. Drosty? Yes. And Mayor Arigi? Yes. Okay, motion. Carries. Sorry, Councilmember Wengraff. Okay, thank you. So um, the other thing I'm, I'm confused about is whether or not there is a provision in your motion, Councilmember Kesawani, for the consideration of an AUP process. For the Hillside Overlay District? No, for your, we're not, we're not dealing with, let's take the Hillside District out for the moment. Okay. okay. For all of the other areas of the city. So all of the other areas of the city. So, so we're, uh, the way that uh, my proposal has been worded, it's we are taking it out. So a rooftop deck, we, we're not banning them citywide, right? So it, it reverts to the existing process. Right now, if somebody wants a rooftop deck for their single family home, they have to have an AUP. So that's gonna apply for your ADU also. But actually there is no AUP process in place for ADUs. That's that why I'm like asking you. That is correct. What right. what I was advised by Mr. Klein is that because there's already an AUP process for rooftop decks, that they could use that process for somebody who wanted a rooftop deck with their ADU. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. So, so you're not going to include that in the motion. Now, my idea was that there are exceptional circumstances from time to time that may benefit from the availability of an AUP process and where, where people want to do something that's not exactly within the confines of what we're discussing here. And so I was suggesting the possibility of having an AUP process so that those situations could be addressed. So the... Uh... Our, my proposal only has an AUP allowance for the rooftop deck because all of the development standards, we don't think it's appropriate for there to be a, multiple AUPs for these development standards. So, uh, so that is not what we are proposing for outside of the Hillside Overlay District. Because we are bifurcating the Hillside District, uh, and we, you know, I want to, I think we all want to reach consensus at this point in the night. Um, you know, I, if you want to say something specific about AUPs, I mean, for rooftop decks and balconies, your recommendation prohibits it. So. No, I'm not talking about rooftop decks and balconies, but, okay. but perhaps you would consider adding in the Hillside District, the consideration of an AUP process, because we're, we're, we're doing a very restrictive um, a very restrictive thing in the Hillside Overlay District, there may be occasions when an AUP process would be valuable. I, I'm just saying, I, I'm not sure we can come back with that, but I'd like it maybe to be in the, in the, um, in the instructions to, to staff. Um, so I think that that would really present an equity concern, Councilmember Wengrapp, if we're not allowing that for outside of the Hillside Overlay District. Uh, but I think, you know, when 
the staff looks at these recommendations, if there's some limited area where they think that that is, um, you know, warranted, I think there's also a legal question of, with it too, related to the development standards. So I, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit less comfortable adding that for the Hillside Overlay District. Oh, well, okay, let me, let me explain a case in point. Uh, I mentioned it before. If you have a 20,000 square foot lot and you're restricted to building an 800 square foot ADU, right, on a 20,000 square foot lot, why not allow that person to build a 1,200 square foot ADU as allowed by state law? Uh, well, you know, that that is opening up a, um, a question that at, at this hour, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty weighty question because our staff and our planning commission decided to go with the minimums that were required by state law, which were, you know, 800 square feet as the statewide exempt ADUs for the Hillside Overlay District. They suggested 850 and 1,000. Um, so that is a big change. Um, that nobody not, has I'm raised not, until now. So, you know, I, I'm I not recommending it. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just su suggesting it for consideration. It may be a bad idea, but yeah. I think it's something that, that staff should come back with a recommendation about. It's okay. Forget it. Okay. I don't <laughs> think you're comfortable doing it. So let's, let's I, I, I think it's, it, it, it does. Um, I, I think, We've already, you know, and I do want to just acknowledge the, um, I, I think, you know, tr having this bifurcation of the hills and the flats, I, you know, I, I know that that has, um, you know, been emotional for folks. And so I don't want to put forward something that gives um, op more options, seeming more options for one area than the other, um, when we've already been criticized, you know, for, for this for allowing more development, you know, outside of the Hillside District and not as much in the Hillside District. I, I think we, uh, I, I think I'm concerned about that. I'm also concerned about staff time um, for administering AUPs for various development standards. So in light of those concerns, I think we should leave that out. Okay, fine, thank you. Thank you. Councilor Harrison. No, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, Councilor Hahn, um, you're recognized and then um, want to ask for your help in terms of me stating the motion um, so we can just understand what the key difference is. I think I understand what the, the key differences are now, but it'd be helpful to get clarity on the, the key the key differences between the two motions. I appreciate that. And I actually lost clarity on Council Member Kesserwani's motion in the, in the last set of comments. So let me ask her if this is what her motion currently is. It's what she's got up on the screen. And in addition, if I understand correctly, um, her chart on her page five on her sup her second supplemental, um, it would just be the, the, the row all the way to the right the, that is about um, areas that are not in the, um, fire zone or H overlay, which is allowing all architectural features except bay windows, deleting the reference to the three foot separation, 
eliminating ADU roof decks by right, but if I understand correctly, allowing them with an AUP, and I'd like clarification on that. And on objective design standards, it just says none. And I wasn't clear what she means by that. Okay. So if she could clarify, then I'll be able to clarify the differences. Sure, happy to. So uh, um, I'm, Council Member Hahn, your, your first clarification was on, uh, remind me, it was? Well, so what you have up here on the screen is that you're basically, you're doing the bifurcation and you're pulling the hillside district out and Oh yes, so the rooftop decks, um, yeah, we're, I, I'm sorry, that, that was, your first question was about the rooftop decks. So yes, we basically, you know, it, it, we're not gonna ban rooftop decks citywide, right? But uh, what we are saying is, you know, when a single family home wants a rooftop deck, they have to get an AUP. So we're saying we're going to make the person getting an ADU use that same existing AUP process for a rooftop deck that already exists in the code for their ADU rooftop deck if they want that. And the reason why we put that in is because we are adding height to the to the ADU, we're going up to 20 feet. And so it seems reasonable to balance um, that out and, and require an AUP for the rooftop deck. And, you know, I noticed that council member Harrison had, had that in her proposal and I thought that was a reasonable limitation. So that's what we're doing there. And, it, a staff has advised me that it is possible for that sort of limited issue to have an AUP, but but that it would be problematic for all of the development standards to have uh, AUP options. Okay, so it is um, eliminated by right, but allowing it with an AUP, and it. Um, I understand this. And so the idea that we have a two-step process and we allow things with an AUP in the ADU context is introduced. Um, so, um, and then on objective design standards, you are you still wanna have affirmative language or you are able to just be silent on it? So I think it's important to have affirmative language saying that we do not want objective design standards for ADUs. And the reason why is because the industry for prefabricated ADUs is growing. And I'm concerned about us putting, you know, at some point in the future, putting in standards that conflict with uh, prefabricated ADUs that tend to be lower cost. So that's one concern. Um, I, I do acknowledge the, you know, the limited times when ADUs are in the front yard, but, you know, generally speaking, they are in the backyard, not visible from the street. So that was another reason why we didn't think it was worthwhile to do this. And then the third reason is the statewide exempt ADUs, the 800 square feet, 16 feet of height, state law says you cannot impose design standards on those ones. So it just seems like very little bang for the buck to do design standards at some point in the future for a subset of ADUs and preclude the possibility of prefabs. So that is why I think it's important to, to affirmatively stay, say that we do not uh, want objective design standards for ADUs. Okay, and then you're also um, still allowing things in the setback. Uh, we are allowing things in the setback. According to the code, it's you can protrude up to two feet only if you have three, you have to still have three feet of space. 
So you're so, just using what's already in our code. You're referring back to, to what staff proposed. That is what staff proposed. So we're saying, actually, that's the, the same with the staff proposal. They allowed all the protrusions into the setback in the hills, in the hillside overlay district and outside the hillside overlay district. So I, our proposal says, okay, do that. But I, out of respect for what Councilmember Harrison proposed, I thought the bay windows was a little bit much <laughs> to protrude with a bay window. That seemed like a lot. So we took that out. That's the, the architectural feature we took out, uh, but we were saying equipment um, is okay to protrude because um, the reason why is I represent a lot of people with very small parcels um, and every square foot of space is valuable. And if they are asked to give up 80 square foot of space, the setback, um, they're going to lose a yard completely. So, you know, they have a very small yard to begin with and they're going to encroach on it further. Um, so we are trying to leave a little bit of open yard space for uh, my folks down in West Berkeley uh, who want, who desperately want the opportunity to build the equity um, and the wealth uh, that, that Okay, I, I think that, that <laughs> clarifies. Um, I'll just say that I understand, but it puts them in the next door neighbor's small yard. Um, I mean, it puts them directly on the property, you know, right near the property line in the next neighbor's backyard. But so, um, all right. So I, uh, I think when I made my motion, I think I I said it in a way that conflated. There were, there were a number of elements that we're just like, I'd like staff to look into this and tell us about it. And there were others that were very specific um, uh, elements that, um, so we are in alignment on um, bifurcating. Um, I think that, um, We're in alignment on 20 feet. Um, the, the four foot setback staying clear is, is a point of difference. Um, no roof decks, um, you know, allowing them with um, an AUP. Uh, I'm fine with that. I, I don't care that much, um, but I do think that, um, can I just step in here and try to help? Yeah. My, my understanding of the key differences between um, the two motions is um, outside of allowing an AUP to um, have a roof deck that we're not considering AUPs for other adjustments of, of development standards. That's one. Two, um, Councillor Kesserwani's motion does not include um, um, uh well, it doesn't strike any reference to design standards. It says that design standards shall not apply. And third, that um, the um, issue of the four foot in, uh, setback that it that it does allow um, project, you know, um, you know, it, mechanical equipment and other other projections to encroach into that setback, right? Yes, I believe yeah. those, those are the three. three. So those are the, those are the three elements, unless I'm mistaken. I'll actually, point of order, it's 1143. Um, 
So I'm I would say like to withdraw 11, a couple of the points. We, we need to no, extend. You're not reckon, a point of order. I am recognized. Okay. I'd like to make a motion to suspend the rules and extend the meeting to 1150. And Second. unless okay. Councilmember Drosty and Harrison have something they want to clarify in the motion, we're not entertaining new concepts right now. So uh, procedural motion, please call the roll. Member Kesarwani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. On? Yes. Wengraff? Yes. Robinson? Yep. Drosty? Yes. And Mayor Erigan? Yes. Okay. I've been listening very intently, but I'm going to try to help us land this. Okay. So I just, I think we need to understand what are the key differences so we can distinguish between the substitute and the main motion. So as I said, with the exception of an AUP to encroach, to allow a roof deck, um, that additional AAPs for adjustments of development standards are not going to be required, that the, that projections can encroach in the four foot setback and that, um, Councillor Kesawani's, uh, recommendations motion um, specifies the design center shall not apply to ADUs. Is there anything else in your motion, Councilor Han, that is different from her motion? Um, I, I did not intend the question of potentially having AUPs for other things. I thought be, I heard AUPs in your motion. To be, and that's why I need to clarify, okay. it was just, can you tell us about this? It wasn't put it in. So um, the only points of difference at this point are the um, protrusions into the setback and the, um, uh, oh gosh, sorry, getting tired. The protrusions into the setback and what? And, and design and standards. Design standards, not being explicit about it, just being silent on it. And those, we, are, those are from Councilor Harrison's item. I'm gonna yeah. let, so I'm going to let her speak to them um, because we are very close, and I would I would love to get to something that we all agree on. Um, we have so, five minutes, so yeah. so I will take a friendly amendment from Councilmember Harrison if yeah. if she has a better solution. Yeah, my friendly amendment is to take out the the discussion about design standards because I think we're talking about different things um, when we're saying design. So I think that's we can eliminate that difference here. Okay, so I'll take that out of my question. I appreciate it, thank you. So the only difference now is to not have protrusions in the four-foot setback. Okay. Yeah, and that is very important to me. But and so you're the seconder, that's acceptable? Yes, okay. Vice Mayor Jorosti? Uh Just one um, clarifying question. Uh, Council Member Kesarwani's item um, disallows uh, projections in the setback in the hillside overlay, which is same as Wengraff's, what Wengraff proposed initially. Right. Okay. And um, my other question is um, the, the garage conversion stays the same, correct? All that, so th there's no difference there as far as I can see? So yeah, my yes. proposal for outside the hillside district remains the same on the garage conversion is allowed up to the full square footage. Okay, so then when you refer, I'm just trying to get clarity. When you're referring um, Councilmember Wengrass full list of recommendations, ultimately everything is addressed in her full list of recommendations um, with the exception of the allowance of a JADU 
for an ADU and the parking piece. So that those are just the two elements of her full list of recommendations that is not being addressed here this evening. Then on top of that, um, there's the request for an exit route. So I just need um, one exit route. It that is that definition is unclear to me um, because uh, I, I think I'm asking staff to clarify that, and maybe Councilmember Wengraf can work. <laughs> it's it's one access and egress route. Ingress and it's egress. access and egress. Thank you. Okay, so so analyzing that and now will this referral to the city attorney um, and and the city manager include consultation with HCD as well? My recommendation is that it be referred to the city manager and that um, after they draft an ordinance that it be previewed by HCD. Okay, so unless that we're was, going to vote right now, we need to extend, right, for another five minutes. So moved. To 11.55 seconds. To, to midnight, to midnight. So, let's just go to midnight, okay. No. The motion is for midnight, seconded by Robinson. Mm -hmm. uh, roll call. Councilmember Kisnarwani. Yes. Kaplan. Yes. Bartlett. Yes. Harrison. Oh, uh, sorry, yes. On. Yes. Langraff. Yes. Robinson. Yes. Drosty. Yes. And Mayor Arrigan. Yes. Okay, so we're asking for this staff analysis. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? And, um, recommend, and recommendations. And recommendations. To for a potential, for an or, for a potential ordinance. Okay. That was what I suggested. Okay. I, I'm just adding this in just to clarify. Okay. And I think that's the city attorney's understanding because um, I discussed this, this idea of bifurcating with her um, earlier this evening. Okay. On, okay. That's, that's helpful. Thank you. So if I could just clarify my recommendation, and I believe Councilmember Kesawani had the same recommendation, is that, that this topic be added to the November 4th City Council Legislative Platform yes. meeting. So I wanna make sure that, that that's included. And- um, Yeah, I will write it down just to make sure it's clear. So it says we're referring to the city manager and the city attorney for staff analysis and recommendations, okay. And um, then the last part of my recommendation was request that um, the ordinance be submitted, the, the proposed ordinance be submitted uh, to the Housing and Community Development for review for compliance with state law. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we haven't adopted the ordinance yet. So when, no, we, when it is adopted, when it is adopted, we have to do that. I think we don't have a choice. Legally, so. yeah. Apparently, you can do it before to get their in, their input before you actually vote on it. Or Is that you what you're requesting? It. It's mandated to do it afterwards, but I think it's voluntary to do it before. I'll, I'll leave that up to to the city manager. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think the sit the city manager and city attorney should make that judgment call about 
Yeah. Consultation with HCD. Okay. Okay. Is everyone clear? I think we're there. So, so the, the substitute motion is, is it all the Kessarwani recommendations minus the um, uh, not allowing um, protrusions in the four foot setback? Yes, that's what we have here. No, Councilor Mahan. Oh. Right. And the other elements of um, the Robinson language and the language on bifurcation. Just want to get confirmation for the record. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have had slightly different language, but it doesn't matter. I These are to the same effect. And so the four foot uh, setback issue is the only one left. So, and Councilor Harrison, is that correct? Your, is that your understanding? Do you confirm that that encompasses the motion? Yes, thank you. Okay, okay so is, everyone should be clear of the motion. That's that the key difference is, um, uh, the substitute motion would not allow protrusions in the four-foot setback, and the main motion um, includes all these elements, but would allow them. That's 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 in essence right. key differences. Yeah. So, unless yeah. Councilmember or Vice Mayor Dross, anything else? Your hands still up. They're not doing anything. Excuse me. Sorry. Okay, well, um, I think if everyone's clear the motion, then I'll ask the city clerk to please call the roll on the substitute motion from Councilmember Ron. Councilmember Kisarwani? No. Kaplan? No. Bartlett? No. Harrison? Yes. Hahn? Yes. Wangraff? Yes. Robinson? No. Drosty? No. Mayor Aragine? Yes. Motion fails. Okay, on the main motion from Councilor Kessler one. Okay, on the main motion, uh, Councilmember Kessler Wani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Hahn? Yes. Wengraff? Yes. Robinson? Yes. Drosty? Yes. And Mayor Aragin. Yes. Okay, motion carries. Okay, motion carries. Thank you. That completes this item. Um, do we want to briefly go to 34? Um, or should we continue that to our next meeting? Um, Mr. Mayor, if you continue it to your next meeting, um, we will, well, we can certainly, I guess we can work through the referrals. We were trying to include the referrals um, in our priorities list that's coming back to you. And so it would be good to have them before um, you all um, conduct your- um, Priority setting? City council priority setting. And that's, this is our last regular meeting before that meeting. So colleagues, would we be willing to just knock that out in the next 10 minutes? Um, because it is somewhat time sensitive. Um, so, um, I guess I'll make a motion to extend to 11 to 1210 um, to complete this item. Roll call. Councilmember uh, Kisarwani? Pass. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Uh, Does she leave? I think. 
She's not on the meeting. Okay. On. Yes. Wengraff. Yes. Robinson. Yes. Rosti. Her D. Yes. <laughs> Mayor Aragin. Yes. And Councilmember Kesterwani. Yes. Okay. Motion carries. I'll just start by saying the only one change I want to propose is to strike the Rondell's Fair Chance Housing Ordinance since that's already being implemented. Okay. Uh, Councilor Taplin. Uh, hi, thank you. I would like to strike two from my list, uh, the resolution to declare racism a public health crisis and the referral to the Planning Commission and Housing Advisory Commission to research and recommend policies to prevent displacement. Thank you, Councilmember. Councilmember Robinson. I mentioned this on consent, but I have a sub one win with five more. I just ask that we reflect those. Thank you. Okay, so we'll include also Councilmember Robinson's proposed changes. Colleagues, any other changes to the list? Can you just clarify, Mayor? Um, yes. Changing it, when they're on the list, they're being removed. Correct. Changes put them back in the live category. Correct. If you are removing them from the from the so from, from the, the removal. List for removal, they they are they are still live referrals. So okay, so it's yeah. it's reinvigorate. I please talk to other people, but I literally haven't found my list on my desk. I don't think I have anything, but I just like one second to find it while other people talk. Any other council members that have um, changes that they like to propose to their list? So let me clarify yes. to be crystal clear: those are five that were otherwise live referrals that I'm having removed. Uh, Correct. Generally because so it can go either way. You can either um, remove things that were on the list or you can add things back to the referral list. It's either or. So. Of the 60, yes, you could add. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so Councillor Taplin is not removing two of his um, and Councillor Robinson is removing further ones and I'm removing one. So I hope everyone's tracking that. Um, it, you, you know, basically we were asked to identify referrals to removal. And so um, I, I think we should re respect our colleagues' decision to remove respective referrals. And um, if, if councilmers are making requests to make changes to that list, we should, I think we should respect and accommodate that. Um, yeah, I actually uh, would like to um, still have an MOU with AC Transit. And that is line uh, creation and adoption of a transit streets cooperative agreement with AC Transit. Um, and was that your referral? Yes, it was my oh. referral. Um, so that will not go off. And I think. I think that was it. Okay, any other referrals, any changes to the referrals list that council members like to propose? Now I'll make a motion to approve um, Second. the list reflecting those amendments. Second. Seconded by Vice Mayor Drosty. I'll give it to her first. Um, any further discussion on the motion? If not, then we'll ask for public comment. We have to extend? No, no, we extended to uh, 1210. So I'm we're sorry. good. I apologize. Kit Sagnior on item number 34. Thank you. If I understood correctly what you're doing, I'm commenting to thank council member Taplin for uh, not having 
the item on the health crisis of racism uh, can, to that to to keep that. If I think I understand correctly, it is certainly extremely important that Berkeley continue to work on identifying uh, racism as a public health crisis. And so I'm pleased that uh, Council Member Chaplin has decided that yes, that is something that Berkeley will continue to work on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go now to Kelly Hammergren. Um, of course, I'm disappointed that you're removing the rights of nature. Um, I really think that that needs to be reframed in a way, and I hope that uh, Council Member Taplin follows through on the native uh, plant ordinance because I, I really saw this more as working um, towards better planting in the in the city. I don't think we're going to be doing the kinds of things that happen on the East Coast or in Ecuador on rights of nature. I'm looking at more of having a sustainable environment. Um, I probably wouldn't have paid much attention to the item on the Santa Rita jail if I hadn't finished reading um, Breathing Fire today on uh, women inmates, uh, firefighters. Um, and I'm relieved that you are not removing the Dellums item or the racism. And it, this is just really too late for this item. I wish you would have postponed it to the next meeting. We're all exhausted. Next speaker is Aaron Dean. Good evening. Um, so I was a little confused by the traffic circles one on page six of 14 because there was actually a uh, there was a task force and that was completely resolved. So I don't know if those are the same thing, but it said it was a work in progress. And that yeah. was, we did, there was a lot of hard work there. And I really actually wanted to speak about the rights of nature. I was just so sad to see that removed. You know, the scientists are telling us that climate change is kind of the issue of our time. But I attended a global conference recently on the half earth policy and uh, they're saying that the other leg of what's happening is loss of biodiversity and it's serious. We've lost 50 to 75% of our insects worldwide and one third of all birds. And the scientists are telling us this is a serious crisis that we need to be addressing. And our urban areas have a role to play. I'm concerned that we don't actually think that we're supposed to be playing a role here. And we can't get the bird safe ordinance actually enacted, which is difficult. So I hope that we as a city will actually start promoting and supporting biodiversity and changing the way we're doing things. I think we have a big opportunity here. So thank you. Okay, awesome. Are there any other attendees that wish to speak on item 34? So please raise your hand, Carol Morosevic. Um, I regret that I didn't review this list, so I may be making a very uninformed comment. I am hoping that source of income discrimination, the enforcement, uh, is continuing to be pursued. I was disappointed at the four by four that there wasn't a discussion of the first in time uh, standard because council did pass that, that that would be discussed at the four by four. And I noticed that it's not on tomorrow's agenda. Uh, so I'm hoping you will pick it up. This is an extreme, extremely important to enforce the ordinance. Uh, 
it's very important to people what vouchers and subsidies and preserving diversity, economic diversity in our community, as well as other forms of diversity. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other attendees that wish to speak on item 34? Seeing no additional raised hands, I'll bring back to the city council. Any further discussion? Madam city manager, anything you wanna add? Thank you for waiting patiently. This bounce, bounce a few agendas, so thank you. Um, if not, um, there's a motion to approve the list with the amendments that have been submitted by council members. Unless there's any further discussion, I'll ask the clerk to please call the roll. Councilmember Kesarwani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Absent. On? Yes. Wengraff? Yes. Robinson? Yes. Drosty? Yes. And Mayor Erigin? Yes. Okay, motion carries. Okay, the motion carries, thank you. Um, so that completes our agenda for tonight. Is there any public comment on non-agenda matters? Seeing no raised hands, I make a motion to adjourn. Second. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, roll call, please. <laughs> Council member Kesterwani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison is absent. Han? Councilmember Han to adjourn. Sorry, yes. Wengraff? Yes. Robinson? Yes. Drosty is absent. And Mayor Erigin? Yes. Thank okay. you, everyone. Thank you for you know bearing through this meeting. We had important business. Hope everyone has a good evening. And um, thank you. Good night. Good night.